thinking this was some sort of a game? Hello and welcome to another episode of 49 Undefeated. I'm Silent Noise. You can follow me on all those usual social spots you should know by now. If not, head over to YouTube and check out the video and, you know, do what you got to do. Getting straight into it. Back on the road again. And what can I say? Arsenal's coming up with the goods, man. Back-to-back shutouts. Complete shutouts. Three points in the bag once again. It's Burnley nil. Arsenal won. And... 1-0 to the Arsenal, man. Who doesn't love an old-school 1-0 to the Arsenal? Once again, the lads doing their thing. So good to see. So good to see, man. Um, I don't even know. Should, should I start with the, the line-up? Should I just get into the game, man? It's a, a, another win for Arsenal. I'm in good spirits, man. We're doing our thing. We're doing our thing. Picking up them points. Going into that North London derby. Oh, it's going to be a juicy game. Could level the points up on on the back of that game. So, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all good, man. Going into the game, Arteta stuck with the uh, four at the back and Ramsdale in goal. Good choice, good choice. Once again, I think from the lineup, I don't think anyone can have too much grumbles. Once these team sheets are going out, it's making a change. Normally, like as soon as the team sheet goes out, there's so many... Back and forth comments online. Oh, I should have played this person. You should have played that person. Last couple of games, people are just like, all right, come. And it's interesting because everyone's available. A bar Xhaka for this game. Everyone else has been available. And he's picked the team. And the majority of people, are, I think, are actually saying, okay, wasn't expecting that. Like, I definitely wasn't expecting Party to be sitting there with um, Smith Rowe and Odegaard in front of him. Loving it. <laughs> loving it, absolutely loving it, man. Let party do his thing there, and um, yeah, you got the nice, you got the young boys around him providing that nice little bit of running, bit of legs either side of him. So it's good, man. Getting into the game, I think first half, it's kind of like it was kind of up and down. It was kind of up and down for the whole game, to be fair. Like there were a couple times when. Um, it seemed like we were getting the play. Like first, first ten, fifteen minutes, I was looking at the game. And I'm thinking, mm, okay, this is looking good. Like we're set up in a nice way. Shape looks good. The um, passing looked nice and crisp. Um, they were playing out from the back. It was looking like we had a game plan, and and they were confident in what they were doing. So I can't really even say too much about the first like ten, fifteen minutes, and then. Um, and then, yeah, it was it's kind of up and down in the sense that the attacking players didn't really get into the game and it was like that throughout the whole game. It's almost like I was looking at the likes of Saka, Smithrow, Pepe, Bamiyang, um, Odegaard to a degree, um, but more so the other guys. It was like I was looking to them to kind of get into it and provide that spark and all that kind of stuff but it weren't really clicking up until that final pass or that or that final shot it wasn't really happening and I think that's just down to the fact that the guys were putting in a performance defensively I think to a man defensively they all stuck to their job all of them Um, they knew they were up for a bit of madness with um, with Woods and what's his name? Oh, Barnes. Woods, 
with Woods, with Barnes, and a few of the other guys, man. They knew they knew what they were in for, and to be fair to them, they all stuck to their jobs. I think it this it disturbed the front line a little bit because of that, but on the whole, I can't knock it, man. Another clean sheet, man. Another clean sheet. And up in that first 10, 15 minutes, things were looking good. Like I said, we was passing out from the back. Um, Ramsdale was doing his thing. Um, a couple of times a bit risky. I think in like the first 15 minutes, there was one pass in particular. My eyes were like, blood, like easy, take it easy. Um, Ramsdale was trying to do too much, but it, at the end of the day, when it comes to Ramsdale, I, I wonder whether or not he's benefiting from the fact that he's not been burnt by this defence. Um, and what I mean by that is Leno's played with these these guys, Barr, White and uh, Tomias, Tomiyasu. Leno's played with these guys and he's kind of been let down by these guys. So when when he, Leno's got the ball at his feet and he's looking out, he's thinking, hmm, can't pass to you, can't pass to you, and I can't pass to you. Um, every now and again, I can ship it over to you, but it has to be on your left-hand side, and I can't ship it out to the right because then it's going to come back to me. So he's kind of been let down by a few of the people in front of him. So when playing at the back, I wonder if that's playing on his mind a little bit, whereas Ramsdale hasn't had that yet. Ramsdale hasn't isn't com- coming into the team with the same kind of mindset. So... He's looking at it all fresh. He's looking on the right-hand side and seeing Tommy Yasu is doing his thing out there. He's seeing Ben White's new and he's in front of him. Gabriel's looking strong like the guy that we need right now at the moment. And Tierney. Tierney's the only one that I think he's connecting with less because Tierney's so far pushed forward on that left-hand side. It's almost like he's playing in a wing-back role in the back four. Um, but on the whole, I think... I think he's benefiting from the fact that he hasn't had those usual kind of mistakes or calamities in front of him. Although, there was a second half to this game <laughs> and things got a little bit ropey towards the end there. Um, but no, I think he's benefiting from the fact that he's 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 relatively new and and I think they're all benefiting from that because I think... Um, when the ball comes out to any one of them now, they're getting it a lot quicker, which they wouldn't probably do with Leno. And there's a little bit more confidence there. There's a little something starting to grow there. A relationship is starting to form there, which um, for anyone who's looking at this game and saying, oh, we just scraped it. It was 1-0 against Burnley. Like, you've got to look at what we're doing within the team and starting to build some relationships in this back line. And, and to be honest, you've got to look at it like this is going to be the back line. Realistically, whether Arteta stays or goes, this looks like it will be our back line for the next three, four years to come. All of them are young guys. All of them, including the goalkeeper, they're all young. So realistically, we should be only adding value to these players the, the more we play them and we can only do that by building that relationship and keeping clean sheets and winning games and that's what that's what these guys are trying to do here so I'm impressed I'm impressed with the way Ramsdale started the game I'm impressed with the way the Ram- Ramsdale started his Arsenal career he's come in and 
it's no secret there's been a lot of Arsenal backlash and I'm not quite sure if all of it was all for him or all for how much we were paying for him or the fact that we were going for him over other signings that we deemed as fans more of a um, a vital necessity for the team. But either way, all of that's kind of surrounded his transfer and he's coming to the team. And to be fair, okay, West Brom reserves in the cup and he played well. Uh, Norwich, they look like they're going to struggle this year. He played well and kept a clean sheet. Burnley, I don't think Burnley are going to struggle this year. I actually think Burnley are just getting off to one of those slow starts. They're going to start picking up points. Um, I think they're going to actually have a good season. And I think this was a totally different performance than what we saw from Norwich. Um, in the Norwich game, it was more... He, he wasn't even tested in the Norwich game, really. In this game, it was, okay, let me see how you come for crosses. And if if I was like, had, if I had a checklist of certain things that I wanted to see from Ramsdale in this game, I'll be like, check, check. Nine, 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 ten, ten, nine. Like he done well. He done well, man. He's the way he was coming out of the box, out of his six yard box, or and claiming crosses. The way he was commanding, talking to defenders. There was a couple of times the ball was coming back towards him, and it looked like your typical kind of situation in the past where a defender doesn't know what's going on behind him, so he's just gonna clear it. Whereas it it looked visible that. He's getting a shout from his goalie and the man's telling him, my ball, I've got this, I'm on it. And he was commanding throughout the whole time. Um, he's Like I said, he's passing out from the back. It's just a breath of fresh air. Every now and again, he's going to hit that long one to Pepe, which Leno was doing, to be fair. But he kicks it. But Ramsdale kicks it so far upfield um, that when the knockdowns come, there's, there's more of a wave coming behind it to try and get that ball again, which I don't think we, we were seeing in the other games. Um, but then what I think is more impressive is he's passing out, he's like mid-range passing out to Smith Rowe or Erdegaard. Whenever we were passing out from the back and he was getting under pressure, he would just knock one of those little mid-range ones. And it was just like, bam, just working straight from the midfield into the forwards. Yeah. I like it. I like what Ramsdale's doing. I know it's still early days. And at the moment, this is like, what? <laughs> 10 minute Ramsdale fest, <laughs> which yo, I'm not even trying to do right now. But at so far, I like it. Um, um, and we started the game well because of that. So, yeah. And then we like continued on the first half. I think, I think, um, it was a bit back and forth, to be honest, in the first half. I think there was, like I said, the first 10, 15, we started well. Then I think they came into the game a bit more. Um, they started to get a bit more of a foothold in the game. And then um, we get down to the goal. I think, uh, it's, I think it was actually Odegaard running in on goal. And the, and the guy just uh, clean fouls him. Westwood just... Housing. Like, I'm looking at it like <laughs> there was no need for that. There was no need for that at all. But it, but hey, I think he's probably like looking at it like if I don't do this, it's one of the ones where my coach is gonna be like 
bro, what, why are you letting the man just run in on goal like that? So it fouled him on the edge of the box, kind of central, and there's a few of them around it. And I'm just thinking, okay, don't let Party take it because he's he's been hitting a lot of shots over at the moment, like last season. Uh, like let someone else have a goal. Let someone else just kind of mix it up and do their thing on it. And up steps Odegaard, man, bangs in the goal, uh, the ball into the his left hand side. Goalkeeper's right, nicely one nil, boom. <laughs> what more could you want, man? Get get the goal in the first half so it just alleviates some of that pressure. Too many times we will we'll not score in that first half and the second half, after 10 minutes, it's everyone starts twitching and starts getting like, oh, well, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it. So, no, I'm glad we got the goal in the first half um, and then sh- straight away, typical Arsenal fashion, I'm pretty sure they had a chance straight away at the other end where they could have just leveled it up. Um, but some good play, kept it nil-nil. Um, and then actually towards the first half, then it was like the, the last five minutes we started to come back into it again. We started playing the ball around the box. Um, there was a chance, I think it was for, um, I think Pepe got the ball from Erdegaard and he shipped it over. And Smith Rowe had a shot towards the end of that first half where he kind of like leaned back a little bit, ball went over the bar, uh, which was a decent, decent enough chance again. But we ended the first half strong. We was like getting getting back on the ball again. And it was a different kind of play because we weren't in the Norwich game. We were pressing from the front and it was like Smith Rowe was the catalyst and he was making sure that once he goes, everyone else is running with him. But we started this game how we ended the last game with those kind of players on the pitch. So um, it was a different kind of game. We weren't pressing them high up off the off the ball. It was almost like we were saying, okay, well, what can you do? And we we will manage the game from there. We was letting them kind of play their game a bit too much at times, but it was well managed. Towards the end of that first half, I was thinking, okay, I see the game plan. Scored the goal in the 30th minute and now we're just managing it out and making sure that we're just keeping them at arm's length. Like, boy, don't get too big for your boots, you see? So, um, now it was decent. It was decent um, play from the guys. And like I said, it was just nice to see that little bit of organisation, really, from from the back line to the midfield. And it was just that upfront spark, man. Just was wasn't quite hitting but sometimes you get games like that sometimes it just happens man sometimes some certain players are doing that first bit right and then the second bit they just fluff their lines a little bit so you know um, we move on we move on in the second half started with some some nervy moments I must say some proper nervy moments Um, they they come out with a point to prove I think Sean Dyche must have started growling at them in his Rottweiler gravel pit voice. He started going nuts at them because second half they come into it and for like easily the first, I'd say 10 minutes, it was just wave after wave of of uh, long ball into the box and like crosses, crosses into the box. It was, it was it was a bit nervy at times, I must admit. It was a bit nervy at times. And we didn't and we didn't really 
get away from that for like at least, uh, yeah, I would say about 10 minutes until like that 55 minute mark, um, things didn't start to kind of move away from that narrative. Um, but to be fair to the guys, like I said, uh, Tomiyasu, that guy's having a game. I actually think off the back of his first two games, his, his first full 90 here, and he was cramping up towards the end of that 90 out on his feet. Um, and last game, he could only play the 60s. So there is an issue where so, some of these guys need to get those minutes underneath underneath their belt so they can keep going. So we're not, you know, using up all our subs just on players tiring out. But but getting back to, to my original point, I think Tommy Asu, he looks like a player that is going to be our best player of this summer signing. Um, I think. Lokonga is going to be managed in terms of his minutes. I think he's going to end up sharing a lot of minutes with Smith Rowe or Xhaka or Elneny or one another partner in midfield. I think Lokonga is a bit younger, bit um, he hasn't played at a higher higher level. So I think he's Arteta is going to bring him in slowly. Although I still like him, still like the look of him. Um, but I think he's going to get a slow introduction in terms of his Arsenal career. But Tomiyasu, I think this guy is going to end up being our best summer signing just for the fact that he's something that we haven't had for so long. On that right-hand side, it feels like a whole new area. The pitch has been unlocked. Like, the way he, the way he supports White is good. The way he, um, it seems though he's always communicating, he's, he's always talking to someone, pointing to someone to go and cover the overlap run. Um, he's like guiding others around him. But the thing that I've liked so far is his aerial presence and the fact that when he clears the ball, when he clears the ball, eight times out of ten, is going to one of our players. And I don't, like... I see this with a lot of other teams, but but with Arsenal, it was like in in like recent years, we cleared the ball and the ball's going to opposition coming straight back. He was clearing the ball, whether it was with his foot, with his head, he was clearing it and it was going into the midfield. It was going out to party. Like the ball was landing to another player. Whether or not they then lost the ball under pressure, that's another thing. But he's doing his initial job. He's clearing the ball and it was finding one of our men. And I was just like, Damn, we ain't seen this for a while. And because of that, like he would knock the ball, it would go to Pepe. Pepe would knock it in field to Odegaard. Odegaard back to Tomiyasu, and then he could switch to play or play along the back four and actually involve more players and then ship it out to Tierney. And it was just beautiful because obviously if you've got those players on the right-hand side that can control the ball and do that intricate little bit, little passage of play, just that one minute, minute and a half putt, few passes back and forth back and forth then when someone's got time to get their head up and they can ship that ball all the way out to the left hand side where Tierney's just in green green grass like a like he's just living his life out there that that is the scenario then you got that switch of play and you can add a new dimension to your game so it was good I think um, Tierney's being given that license to bomb forward with the security that these three guys are going to be working, 
quite closely and mop up at the back. Um, and almost like four at times, because like I said, Ramsdale, he was off his line quite sharp as well, doing the whole sweeper-keeper type thing. And he, they were having a good game. They were having a good game. But I think Tomiyasu, he's one so far that I'm looking at. I'm looking at closely because a lot of people... A lot of people were saying, oh, you know, he um, he was offered to everyone or he um, not many clubs wanted to go for him. But from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a decent player there. And I'm seeing a player who is an improvement on what we had. When I, when I compare how we were going into the season with Chambers, with Suarez, with... Bellerin, um, and I swear there's one more, um, but he's an upgrade on all of them. On all of those players that we were leaning towards playing in right back, he's an upgrade on every single one. He can defend. There was times when he's he's stopping, stopping the service. He's literally dead in it at the point where they're about to try and swing this ball into the box. Nope throw in and when you throw that ball in I'm on you again like he's defending the guy was running 90 minutes strong and like I said cramping up at the end there but man I'm waxing lyrical about the defense about Arsenal's defense I'm I'm spending time analyzing and 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 actually praising the defense because they were doing such a good job um and I know like it might seem nuts, like it was 1-0 against Burnley, but make no mistake about it, this Burnley team, we all know it, like how they play, the, the elbows, the dirty play, like they, they, but they can also pass ball when they want to pass ball. They, they, they'll bully you in the air, and for an Arsenal team, down the years, getting bullied so much, it's refreshing to see us come out of the game, not only winning it, but winning it with a clean sheet. Like, nope, I'm sorry, you're not You're not getting past today. You can do all the stupidness you want to do, but you're not getting past today. And yeah, like I said, that was good to see, man. They had to make some subs. I think they, they took off... Um, they took off Barnes. Was it Barnes or Woods they took off first? They took one of them off first. They brought on... a. Uh, um, they brought on a couple subs and they changed it up a little bit and it was giving them a bit more of a foothold in the game, to be honest with you. Um, they would get, they uh, switched the guy playing out on the left-hand side over to the right. And yeah, it was, it was working. It was working for them. We made, we made some subs. We took a Smith row off for Lukonga on the 60-minute mark and... Um, like I said, I think them two are going to start sharing minutes. Mainly, I think them two, because they're both young. They're both players that we don't want to put too much expect expectancy on. Um, so it just makes sense every now and again. Give one of them 60, one of them 30, or give one of them a game, rest it. Swap them and play the other one in the following game. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, and when... Lokonga came on, then it was like party and Lokonga back in the middle with Odegaard in front and it looked like we was like then a bit more um, 
Taylor to set up for this counter-attacking football again. And a couple of chances were coming in in that fashion. I think shortly after that, well, it was a kind of like a mixed bag from parties shortly after that because he had a spell where every time the defence was getting the ball, it was going out to party and he just couldn't hold on to it. He just kept giving the ball away. Um, but then short, but then swiftly, he just changed it. And then every time the ball was going out to him, he was he was looking for this long pass to a Bamiyang. And I think two or three times he did it back to back. And each pass, n- none of them went actually arrived at a Bamiyang in any kind of fashion that he could do too much with it. But what it did do, it forced the defender to kind of kick the ball away in a hurried fashion or a Bamiyang got like a half touch to knock it back. But either way, the ball was going back out to our def- uh, midfield where you had Odegaard or Lokonga there ready to pick up the bits and pieces and keep the keep the attack going, ship it out to Saka, ship it out to Pepe. Um, so it was giving us a bit more of a foothold in the game in that second half. And then... Um, and then, yeah, cue, cue the uh, VAR penalty um, turnover. First of all, man, I can think back to the the first game, and I and I said this: if we're not getting a penalty in that first game, when um, I can't even remember who it was now, got clean swiped out. I think it was Lukonga, maybe. Got clean swiped out. Then, how they could, how the ref could even give a penalty for this? The cheek of it. Like, first of all, White White passed the ball back to uh, Ramsdale, and he didn't get enough on it. It was a moment where he just, yeah, he just didn't get enough purchase on the pass. It's going towards Ramsdale, and Ramsdale clearly gets the touch. You can see from the way the ball goes, Ramsdale's got the touch on the ball. And the referee with chest points to the spot. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking, are you are you nuts? Like, how could you even how could you even come to that conclusion from what you just saw? And then the guy who's whoever is watching VAR. Tells him to go and look at the screen. It doesn't even overrule it. The guy, the guy who's watching the screen can see Ramsdale clearly hits the ball. Doesn't overrule it, but tells him, "No, nah, you might need to go look at the screen." You know, just to kind of give you that little feeling like, um, "Is he gonna give it or not?" I'm surprised for once in like a, I don't know, a season and a half. VAR goes our way. We get the decision. No pen. Like, it should never have been a penalty. It's great play from Ramsdale to come out and actually uh, get a little foot on that ball. Wonderful play, but I couldn't believe... I couldn't even believe it was going down to a VAR check, man. That's when... Trying to get the heart going and all that kind of stuff, man. But... It worked out for us. Um, And then... Towards that, we just made a couple more subs. Maitland-Niles comes on for Party. Um, Party pulled up, it looked like, a little bit. Um, it looked like he's he was signalling to the bench, look, I need to come off, I need to come off, which, again, with 
And I'm not sure. I think it might have been the same with Tierney as well. So that might have been three subs. No, two subs actually, because Smith Rowe was okay. But two subs where we've had to make them due to players not being able to play the full 90. And even Tomiyasu, I think he, if if we didn't have to make one of those subs, he probably would have had to come off because it, we just, we're not um, fit enough at the moment. It seems like there's just injuries or nicks or just things going on with certain players where we just not managed to see out the full 90. Because I think in a scenario like that, Going into the last 20, ideally Arteta is looking at it like, okay, I've shored up the midfield, got the Congo in there now, and um, now I'm going to look to either take off Aubameyang because he's been running tirelessly, tirelessly um, or Pepe or Saka because neither had a great game. I think Saka had a slightly worse game than Pepe and bring on either Lacazette or Martinelli, someone with legs to come and stretch the game and make their defence work and think about a totally different thing. But he couldn't even go down that road because we have players that just are not able to see at the 90 at the moment. Um, so that's a that's something for another game. That's something we need to work on. The fitness levels need to get up. Um, the resistance to some of the challenges. I mean, admittedly, we're playing against Burnley, but it's just something that the lads need to work on. But like I said, on the whole, from that 20-minute Left, so the 70, 75th minute onwards to the 90, it was just managed. It was managed. There was a couple spells. There was a couple spells where, like, um, Tavares came on and he's going for a run down the midfield and he pops the ball at the goalie. And I'm just thinking, bro, like, you got Odegaard on your right-hand side. Just lay the ball off to him. Run to the corner flag. And we've got a couple more minutes to see at the game. Don't try and do nothing like that because lo and behold, the ball went out and then we ended the game with like two more minutes of pressure on us. But luckily it didn't lead to anything and I mean, I can understand it a little bit to a degree. Tavares is trying to show what he can do in the team. He ain't really getting the minutes, but he's got to know. At certain stages like that, you just keep hold of the ball, man. Just see it out. Don't do nothing stupid. Don't do nothing to cost us three points. So we can go home, back bubbling on this coach all the way back to London. Um, and in a way, it's kind of like the way I wanted the game to go. I, I would have loved more goals, but I don't know if there's anything better than seeing Sean Dyche complaining. And a, a VAR de- decision overturn definitely will get that prick <laughs> complaining even more. I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't stand Sean Dyche, man. He's always got some he he's always got something to say about something else. Like the game could be going in one way and then he wants to pull out something from nowhere just to start running the team. And it's just like, get out of here, man. Ain't ain't nobody got time for you. Come on. So I loved it. I love I, I would have loved us to score more goals, like I said, but the fact that it went down the way it went down, and I see that guy running up and down the touchline, turning all red up in the face and screaming and like all that kind of stuff. Thanks. I love that. Absolutely love that. <laughs> but um but yeah, that's the game. Um I'm trying to think if there was much else to touch upon. 
Um, no, yeah, that's that's the game. And like I said, um, yeah, it was kind of like another hard, gritty performance, man. So we got the win. Um, I'm thankful, man. And going into that North London derby, it's going to be a bit tight. It's going to be a bit interesting to see what's going to happen there. Um, let me get into some of these t- player ratings quickly. And then, um, yeah, we'll see where we go. So start off with Ramsdale. Like I said, kind of, I kind of covered him already. For me personally, considering the way he was behaving when on the ball, he's gathering of crosses, um, his distribution, his anticipation for that poor back pass from Ben White. I'm going to give him my man of the match. Ramsdale gets the man of the match from me and I'm going to give him an eight. I don't think he did too much wrong in that game. And everything, everyone just looked more comfortable and composed because of it. So, yeah, I'm going to give him an 8. He's my man of the match. Then I move to the left-hand side. I've got Tierney. I'll give Tierney a 6. Didn't do nothing wrong, um, really, um, but just wasn't in the game as much as some of the others. Um, wasn't as effective, but still was doing his work defensively. Um, that left-hand side was kind of shut down between him and Saka. So, yeah, I give Tierney is six. Um, Gabriel. I give him. I give Gabriel an eight again. He had a great game. I didn't. I didn't really speak about him, but Gabriel was doing his thing out there. He he was giving back as good as he got. Like strong arm in as good as they were trying to on him. Gabriel was doing his thing, and if anything, Gabriel's performance showed what part uh what uh Ben White needed in the first game, which he didn't really get from Mary at the time. Um because yeah, Gabriel was just strong in there, in the tackles, in the challenges, 50-50s, everything he was quite commanding. So Gabriel, I'm gonna give him a seven. I'll give Ben White a six. I think it's easy to say oh we had a poor game because of the back pass that didn't quite make it, and there was a couple of times when he had his uh, the balls come back to him from Tomiyasu, and he's kind of dwelled on the ball a little bit longer than what he needed to, and then he's either had to hook it out into the stands, or just kind of hit a blind pass upfield, which isn't really connecting to anyone. But he did win some duels. Uh, um, he he had a kind of mixed game. And I don't think you can just judge him on all the bad things because he was he still had to defend for the ninety minutes. So uh, yeah, I give him a six. He's he's working himself into the team. And to be fair, the uh, the first game, Norwich and uh, no, what other game did he play? Oh, the Chelsea game. Look, he's had some difficult games to come into and um, some different difficult front guys to play up against, but. Hey, this is this is the league, bro. This is it, and he knows it already. So it's just like just getting used to the players around. Sorry, just getting used to the players around him. Um, so yeah, I give him a six. Tomiyasu, I will give a. Ooh, I give it. 
I might give him an eight as well, you know. Like I said, those three, Tomiyasu, Gabriel and Ramsdale were the standouts for me in this game. All three of them were commanding and they were non-stop on it. Arteta must have pulled all of them aside and said, yo, it's war, it's war time. Like, get ready because these guys are going to be on your neck. So get ready. And all of them were. And he, like I said, his clearances were hitting our men um, and enabling us to relieve the pressure and push up the pitch. His positioning, he was helping out Ben White. Like, yeah, I'll give the guy eight, man. Um, going into the midfield, he had party. I'd, he kind of had an up and down game, but I'll give him a seven. Because um, his passes forward are what no one else in this team are doing. And the fact that he's kind of like the, the deepest sitting midfielder, it's kind of nuts because his passing ability um superior than the rest of our midfield, I think. When you look at and you compare it to like who was in there, okay, Odegaard's a good pass of the ball, but a couple of times his passes can be like quite short as well or not quite hitting the mark. But part of his passing range is nice, man. So yeah. Um I give him a seven. Saka had a poor game unfortunately. Um on the left-hand side, he just couldn't really get into the game. But I, but like I said, I think that's just due to the fact that they're doing so much work defensively in this game. It was taken away from his forward play. So Saka, as an overall game, I'll give him a six. Um, if I was judge, just judging the attacking side of it, then obviously it would be a little bit lower, but that can go again, again for the whole front line. Um, but I'll give him a six. I think he might be just getting that little bit of a hangover from the Euros. And I don't know if it might be the case that Arteta needs to just say, okay, you know what? Rest up. I'm going to give you... Um, I don't I don't even know who we got. I haven't even looked past the North London derby. So I don't know if it's the case that he could say, I'm going to give you the midweek game in the cup against uh, Wimbledon and, and the North London derby. You might come off from the bench or something like that. But he, he does look like he kind of needs a little bit more of a rest. Um, Smith Rowe, again, he didn't really affect the game in an attacking sense. He had a couple shots, couple half shots. Um, but apart from that, he didn't really do too much. So again, I'll give him a six. And Pepe, I would give a six as well. He was he was trying to do something out there at times. Um couple of times he's just I don't know a couple of times he's just running down like a kind of like a cul-de-sac like he's just getting he, his mindset is in one thing and one thing only and then when that doesn't happen then it's like okay all the other options are gone kind of thing but like I said we've got, we've got the points I ain't gonna even get on these guys because they were doing a job defensively Pepe was doing a job defensively and that, that could have took away from his forward game as well um, and then a Bamiang up top. This is the main one for me. Um, yeah, Bamiang up top. I don't know if we've got a problem that Arsenal fans are ready to talk about because, boy, how do we get how do we get more goals out of this guy? We've got a team that's that's 
struggling to connect with him. And that's from everyone. Everyone in the midfield is struggling to find a decent ball to send out to him because it's not like he ain't making the runs. And it's not like he ain't running for like lost causes as well. He's he's running for them. We're just not finding him. And this is a little bit of a problem because he's not the kind of drop deep and connect with the team and all that kind of stuff player. We need to be getting the balls. We need to be getting our range and getting the ball out to him. But at the moment, we're kind of struggling. So um, for me, I'll give him... I'll give him a six just for the fact that he, he worked, his work rate, and he didn't stop. He wasn't doing the whole flapping his arms and showing frustration and what kind of stuff. He was working. He was trying to, to do what he can do. It's just we weren't getting the service to him, and that ain't all on him. Like I said, all the front line struggled. So, but we do need to kind of sort out how we're going to do how are we going to manage this Abamyang situation? Because second year now, and then he's got one, he's got one more summer basically before he's got a summer. Then we go into the last year of his contract. Boy, if we're not bringing through another striker towards the back end, back end of this season, or going for another striker in the market, like with rumours to be signing someone of a with a prolific goal scoring rate and of a certain age, then I wonder I wonder what we're gonna do because you look at him and and Lacazette, neither of them are, are where we need a striker for this team to be. Um but Bamian's the captain and we're struggling to find him. So yeah, maybe that's a discussion for another day. Um but what I will touch on is the fact that we in this game and the last game against Norwich, we're playing this fine margin game. We're playing this style of football that when it this this result could have gone either way. If if Burnley scored and got a draw from this game, I probably would have sat here and thought in my head, okay, I would have been fuming, but I would have thought fair result. Because they they had equally as much of the game as what we did. And in, in spells where we're, we're not going to dominate spells in the game. We're not going to get two or three shots back to back, like put them under some, like a siege of pressure. We're not going to score two, three goals. We're playing this really fine margin game where it can go either way. And it was almost... Like if we go on a run playing like this, it will just remind me of when Emery first came in and we were picking up results. But a lot of people could say, hmm, that game could have went the other way though. That game could have, we could have lost that game or we could have drew that game, but we were still picking up the results. And it's kind of the same way. Like with the last two games, we're edging out these results, but... Both games could have gone either way. And when you play this fine margin style of football, and I say play this, I don't know how much is down to the fact that we just have not gelled to a level where we can actually, you know, take our take it to our opponents and rip them to pieces. Or whether or not um, once we get the goal, 
now Arteta's game plan changes and we kind of go to plan B or and and that plays in the some of the players' mindsets and we, we go about the rest of the game differently. I don't know. But it just leaves it open for some room for us to lose points easily because there's not much in it. There's really not much in it at all. If one of those chances go in, there was a, Ra- a Ramsdale save, like a point blank save, I think, to in the second half. And I'm thinking, if that goes in, it's one all. I can't see us then going up in the other end of the pitch and like assaulting their goal and knocking in a goal and, and winning the game. I can't see that. So it's almost like, oh man, we need to score. And then we then our game plan kind of alters and changes. I don't know, man. Um, again, maybe that's another thing for an, another another discussion because at the end of the day, we won. We got the three points. And we're only three off Spurs. We're only, what, four off the top four or some, something crazy like that. So what was all doom and gloom a couple of weeks back now just looks like business as usual. Arteta's loving life. He's the happiest man in the last 15 days of his life than he's ever been before. Um, and the team are on the up. So... Yeah, I'll save all those other talking points and discussions for another day. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the weekend. I'm going to love seeing what happens with these games on on Sunday. And um, yeah, man, I'm going to take it easy and enjoy myself. You do the same. Peace out. And, you know, support the channel. Watch and support. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take it easy. One.